All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So I shared with a brother yesterday in Pakistan. I shared with a brother in Pakistan. I said, most people in the church have been accustomed to certain gifts, only certain gifts. And um, this has caused a big problem in the church. Because the word is very clear that there are many members in the body of Christ, worldwide, obviously, but even in a local church. In a local church, you can have just 10 people. You can have 100,000 people, but you can have 10 people, just 10 people. All right? And each person in that local body has a different gift. All right? So those gifts, those gifts need to be developed. They need to be developed. All right? And you need to recognize those gifts. And if you've got a leader that is not, does not discern the different gifts, all right, of the Spirit, because he's the giver of gifts, then, you know, you're putting everybody in, in a box. And that's something that I, the Lord, set me free from years ago. He got me out of the, the box, the religious box, if you want to call it, the church-going box, all right? So a lot of people in the church, they're just accustomed to certain gifts. Pastor. A lot of people call me pastor, pastor, pastor. Oh, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a shepherd. But I do have the gift of shepherding working in me. But most people don't even know what the gift of shepherding looks like. They don't know. Because the word shepherd means to protect. All right? Protecting the flock from the wolves, from sheep, um, wolves and sheep's clothing, from wolves, wrong doctrine, all these different things like that. So why is this one not working here? Why are we not working? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's why. All right. And this has caused all kinds of problems in the church. It just has. It's caused all kinds of problems. And uh, we need to change that. We need to change that, all right? So let's move on with the teaching here regarding Zoe, regarding Zoe, regarding Zoe. The Greek word Zoe. Most of the translations in English, they have the word life, all right? And most, all right? It's a basic word. But when you teach it in context with God or Jesus, as well as the believer, those who are born of God, those who are in union with this Jesus, who happens to be uh, the second Adam, the last Adam, then it really brings a lot of light to this word Zoe. All right? So let's move on to Colossians. Let's move on to Colossians 3. Let's move on to Colossians 3. Um, verse 3 and verse 4. Colossians verse 3 and verse 4. Paul says here, For as far as this world is concerned, you have died. All right? 
and your new life is hidden with Christ in God. So now he doesn't say your life is hidden in Christ with God. He reverses it. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now let me say this here. We have access to God. We lost access to God. But God sending a second Adam, it's the second Adam, Jesus as a man, humanity, in his humanity. He is what makes us, gives us access back to God. All right? So the moment you come in union with Jesus by being born again, by receiving the new nature, then you are in union with God. All right? Because it's God who sent Jesus. All right? Well, it's God the Word that became flesh, that was made to be flesh. All right? So this is what Paul is talking about here. Now he says here, your life is hidden with Christ. All right? Now, he goes on, we need to keep reading. In verse 4, because the word life, the word zoe, is used there once again. It says, when Christ, who is our life, all right, appears, then you will also appear with him in the splendor of his glory. All right, so now he unpacks a little bit what he said in verse 3, in verse 4, saying that Christ, this Christ here, that I'm with, in verse 3, his life is to be my life. Because he said in verse 3 that I died. All right? So if you're going to have a life, a new life, you need to die to the old life. All right? And you really need to go back to verse 2 and verse 1, but even verse 2, it says to set your mind and keep your mind set on things that are above and things and not things that are on the earth. Now, now he's talking about mind renewal. Paul is talking about mind renewal. You need to renew your mind to set your mind in order to set your mind on things that are above. Well, what things that are above? Well, all these new creation realities, they come from above, right? Because we're born from above, right? So new creation reality, you're a new creation in Christ, right? You're born again. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he says, anyone who's in, in Christ, he's a new creation, right? So that's what he's talking about here. And the more you renew your mind to who you are in Christ regarding his life, because the moment you come in union with Christ, his life belongs to you. It's about his life. It's not about your life. God is not interested about your old life. No, the whole point of Jesus going to the cross was to make this newness of life, which we already looked at. I believe it's in Romans uh, 6 or 7. Everything that Jesus went through, everything that God made available through Jesus is to give us this new life, this newness of life, which is the life of Christ. All right? And we've looked at other verses. I don't have time to go there again. All right? You just need to go back to the other teachings. All right? So this life, this life that he's talking about, who is our life? That's my life. Now, 
until my existence here on this earth, my life, <laughs> lines up with what his word says, then I've got work to do, obviously. Because overall, the very life of Jesus, which is found in the four Gospels, we don't see it on the earth today. We don't see it. We don't see it. I don't see it in your life. I don't see it in my life. All right? I don't see it in the life of the church. And you never will until you do something about it. Because this newness of life that God gave us once we're born again, that newness of life is found in our spirit, in the new nature, the recreated spirit, right? We're spirit, soul, and body. But that life, that life has to be transferred over into your soul so that you can live it out on this earth. All right? So you look at your city, you look at your own church, you look at your nation. What does it look like? Everybody's complaining about their nation, especially those in in Asia, because a lot of places in Asia, there's not a lot of Christianity. But that's not their fault. That's your fault. That's my fault. Because God wants to change all of that. Because Jesus has already died for all of them. And that's what you don't understand. That's what you don't understand. And until you start understanding that, there's nothing, there's not a whole lot that God can do about it. Until you start seeing the life of Jesus working through you, nothing's going to change in your nation. Nothing's going to change in your city. Nothing. You're just going to keep on going the way you're going on at this time. And that's not what God has in mind for you, for other Christians around you, for local churches, Bible schools. That's not what God has in mind at all. At all. All right. So let's just move on to one more verse. One more verse. Let's go to James. James 1.12. Let's go to James 1.12, which I believe is after Hebrews. James 1.12. It says here, Blessed, happy, to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation, for when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. All right, so now we have the word life again here, the word zoe. All right, so here, if you read the whole context, if you read the whole context, you have to read it in context with everything else in this chapter. And this chapter is talking about when you're being tempted. All right? Now, God is not out tempting you. Because in verse 13, it says, Let no one say that he is being tempted. I'm being tempted of God. For God is incapable of being tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. See, 
Going back in the garden, people say that God tempted Adam. No, he didn't tempt Adam. No, the serpent tempted Adam. The serpent. God didn't tempt Adam. He gave Adam a choice. All right? So it says here in verse 4, every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed, and baited by his own evil desire. All right? And he gives, he unpacks a little bit that in verse 15, how those things take place. And if you keep reading down all the way to verse 21, and even verse 25, it talks about sowing the word. It talks about sowing the word. Sowing the word. Changing your mindsets. Sowing the word. Planting the word as a seed. All right? So these are all things that most people, they don't know. They don't do. I sow the word every day. Every day, seven days a week. Some days more than others. And I want to get back into it even more. Spending hours a day sowing this word. Because the life of Jesus is found in this word. Wow. Okay. So anyhow, I'm going to stop there for now. We're going to stop after James 1.12. And then we're going to move on. And we're going to try to wrap it up on Monday. Monday. Not tomorrow, not Saturday, not Sunday. I got, I got, I got some work to do. I got to catch up on my notes. So we will resume on Monday, uh, unless uh, something happens. But uh, no, I'm planning on going back on Monday because I'm trying to be faithful to doing these five days a week. I mean, I'll ultimately I'll be doing seven days a week, uh, once my team grows. Um, and it's coming. It is coming. So as I always encourage people, always encourage people, I encourage you to learn on what it takes to walk in the grace of God as well as in the faith of God because it's the faith of God that gives access to the grace of God. And most people don't even know what I'm talking about because you've been so brainwashed by religion. You've been so brainwashed by what you're hearing on Sunday mornings in your local church. You've been so brainwashed by the preachers that you watch on YouTube and Facebook and social media, you know, and you're doing great harm to your walk with God. You're doing great harm and you don't even know it, you know. So I got to go for now and we will see you on Monday morning at the same time. My time, uh, Oshawa, Ontario, uh, Southern Ontario, North America, Canada, North America, 10 a.m. my time. We'll be back, all right? So thank you, and shalom, and...